0: everybody this is the house of darkner and welcome to we're gonna we're gonna call this episode one of real talk and so what i i've decided when it comes to some very very specific things that i want to give my honest opinion I, I, i'm looking for the right word because i i, I don't want to use the word honest because honest implies i haven't been telling the truth the entire time but I, and i have but when you when I do videos, I feel like in the videos I'm forced to be a little more unbiased about how I feel about certain things, or uh, I have to be a little more like less not I don't want to spoil stuff and be you know what I mean when I do rev- when you review something it's you, you want to especially if it's a new movie or something you don't want to like ruin it for people so you try not to give like. Everything, but you want to give your honest opinion and feelings. So that's why, a lot of times it's vague—not <laughs> vague, but it's like it's—it's it's more based on feelings and when, and what I got out of it, you know, feeling-wise and stuff like that. And you know, what what are some positives I got, you know, or negatives from a film? And then I rate it, and then we go from there. uh But I feel like I wanted, like I already had uh, two suggestions about, like what, what was my honest opinion about dark knight rises and my honest opinion about the last jedi i think it was the last jedi i have to go back and look at my episodes on that one um and so i feel like i want to do a uh, part of a show like that to where and not only do i want to go back because i want to go back and watch movies i haven't seen but i want to just give a full-on just honest opinion about those movies And not make it like a review movie, but make it definitely like a discussion about what I liked and didn't like about that movie, how I should feel, how I feel about it. And yeah, I did. It was, yeah, real talk about The Last Jedi and real talk about The Dark Knight Rises. And so I feel like real talk is going to be that episode where it's like we just talk, we just get the gritty about stuff and, and, and all, all, um, What's the word I want to say? All review etiquette aside, because there's an etiquette behind doing review of like a movie or something, and I I just want to just like sit down because if you ever sat down with me and and, and my friends and we talked about movies or something we've read or something like that, I talk there's there's a there's a deeper discussion about it. If you ever watch any of the episodes of Jive Talk I've had with Ian from the Stuff Podcast Show, I get I get into what I'm talking about. I talk about, I get into it about it. And not that I don't always put my 110 into anything I do. It's just, like I said, the re- when you do a review, especially about something that just came out, it's a different way of talking and a different way of processing it and, and the expositions differently. It's done different. And so I feel like with Real Talk, I could just tell you guys how I feel about something and give very specific uh, examples from the movie and not feel worried about spoiling it for people so that's my thing my and I and I've I've made that executive decision about my because I've been I've been kind of going back and forth about my review videos on on YouTube and whether or not I should keep doing them and should I just start transferring over to pod to podcast form when it comes to this and so I've decided here's an official House of Darkner executive decision uh that any of the new movies that come out, whatever they are at the time, because right now our next big film is going to be Aquaman. No, 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 no. Venom. Venom. It'll be Venom in December, and I will. And in that, in the when, and when that happens, I will do a review video on on my YouTube channel because it's it's going to be new. It's going to be the. <laughs> <laughs> the latest and the greatest at that at that moment, so we'll focus on on the new stuff on my YouTube. And for shows like, uh, for movies I haven't seen, like I still haven't seen Solo, and I want to see Solo. I haven't seen there's a lot of movies like like Pacific Rim, Uprising, and and uh, Incredibles two, and, and the movies have, have have pretty much have not outlived their life in the box office, but definitely have passed the realm of new. And technically can be technically I'm and I'm saying technically spoiled I would like to do on the new on my podcast show and dub that as real talk where I can just talk about that movie like through and through without worrying about spoiling it so I'm just going to put a disclaimer now when I start doing these that if you want to see that movie and don't want it to be spoiled don't listen to these episodes until after you've seen those films, even if it's been like six months, whatever it is, because sometimes people are like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! I haven't seen a movie," and like, "Dude, it's been like six months." That's how I felt when we were talking about Last Jedi one time. So I was like, "Whoa, spoilers!" Hey, man, come on now. It's been long enough. It's been long. And my rule, my rule of thumb is, if a movie's been out at least three, between three to six months, it's no longer spoilers. You've had time. And I know things and situations that you know change for people. It makes it hard for them to go and see movies. Like in my situation, there's certain movies I still haven't seen yet, and it just it just can't be helped at this moment. Like I said, Solo, Incredibles 2, there's one more I haven't seen that came out not too long ago, and I'm like, and not in oh yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising, I said it, and it's not that I didn't want to. It's just situations where there's been a lot of times where movies come out and I've been out of town. There's a lot of times movies come out and I haven't had money. Uh, or I I, there was another movie that came out that I was like I gotta see that one before I see this one you know things like that so uh, that's and I think that's what this, uh, this, this show part of the show is gonna be about is tackling those movies I've wanted to see and just for some reason have not had the chance to go and watch it so that's what this is for, and so my podcast show is still going to be, or excuse me, my YouTube channel is still going to be like new reviews. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial back on doing is it worse than Catwoman on YouTube and stick to it on my podcast, just because it's easier, and do, and it doesn't seem like everybody really cares. <laughs> I don't know the way things are going on with my YouTube channel doesn't feel like a lot of people care about it, so I might start just putting everything on my podcast, just like I said, because I mentioned in a previous episode, not that I don't like recording videos, it's just. Recording videos is like, can go from two, sometimes depending on how, de- how deep into a video I get into, two to six hours, because from editing to adding pictures or videos to rendering, sometimes rendering, depending how big the video is, takes two, three hours sometimes. And I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> and that's if nothing crashes. Man, I've had stuff crash on my on my computer when I'm trying to render a video. More than I would like to admit. So, you know, it just, things happen. And so sometimes even recording, even if I record an episode on my podcast that's like an hour or so long, it takes minutes to edit and even export and then put it on my, si- my page on Anchor, literally takes, and send it out to all the other things, takes minutes. So that's why I'm like, mm, I'm on the fence about my YouTube channel. And it's not monetized, so it's not like I make money off of YouTube or anything like that. I just do it because it was fun. So I think that's why I'm starting to make these little, little ex- like executive decisions about where I'm recording and when I'm recording. I'm not done with my YouTube channel, but it's not on my priority list as to what I'm recording. I will still do episodes of Jive stuff with Ian and other people, and or like live recordings and i will upload them to my youtube channel like i said i will still do the house of Darkness review of the newest movie that comes out that i want to see and i and i feel like i want to review like i said the next movie right now is going to be venom in october so we'll definitely that you once that movie's out and i go see it because i will go see it you will see it on my youtube channel the review so as of right now welcome to the first official house of Darkness episode of real talk and by the way if you want me to have an honest you know Uh, like a deep like opinion or discussion about certain movies ask me i i shout out to jason adams who who wanted me to give like my full-on spoiler full opinion about last jedi and dark Knight rises i you know shout out to that and that's kind of what's inspiring me to do this this segment of my of my podcast real talk and it's say maybe you want me to give an opinion about something else real maybe real life stuff or something uh that's that's you know whatever it is about things, and you want this in real talk, send me a message. I have my uh, Twitter. That's at you know you can look up House of Darkner, or or Valtian, which is V-A-T-I-A-N on Twitter. I have my Gmail, the House of Darkness at my Facebook page, House of Darkness. So if you want if you want any just full on, uh, I don't say gritty because that implies I'm like obscene and stuff, but just some full on discussion you know i can be i can be long-winded sometimes as you can tell right now about whatever subject there is let me know we will discuss it jive talk I, here's the thing i've learned I've i've i started understanding some certain things jive talk is officially for like comic book or comic book movie news like hey this movie's coming out oh they just announced this and so that's what jive talk is about in my opinion about what they should or shouldn't do with the movie and this and that Real talk is just sitting down and going like, okay, look, I just I just watched this movie. This is how I feel about it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then we have Darken and Reach, where I'm going to be focusing on the literary part of the nerd world, the books, the graphic novels. And then Is It Worse Than Catwoman is still a segment I want to continue to do <laughs> because there's, you know, that's been a discussion with my friends. Like, well, is it worse than Catwoman? Because that's the standard we go by and that's why I've done the videos and that's why the show... That's why this podcast, House Dirt Podcast, is going to have that as well. I will be, and those two things I will be working on very soon. Like I said, I need to finish the graphic novel I'm reading right now, and it's kind of personal to me about this graphic novel because it was something that worked by one of my favorite artists, who was also a writer, and worked with other people. And so, once I'm done with that, I will get back to you guys, and we will discuss it. So let's get to let's get to it. You know, I've had a long explanation, and like already, Timminson and we have not talked about one movie <laughs> that i sat down and watched. So, once again, welcome to the official House of Darkner real talk episode 1. We're going to have a honest to honest to the wall Ying Ying Twins discussion about uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows came out in June of 2016, so we got It's it's a couple of years old, and I've honestly, I have been meaning to go and see this movie, but I think June of 2016, something else came out in June of 2016 that was just like, yeah, I'd rather go see this, and or you know, so I was like busy doing watching other things or something else was happening, and I was like, yeah, you can just you can wait, Ninja Turtles. As much as I love you guys, you guys can wait. Now. <laughs> Now, Grant, oh, now this is it's technically a Michael Bay movie, even though Michael Bay didn't direct. He was a producer. and and But uh, a lot of people have had issues about these movies because, one, Michael Bay's name's on it. Number two, because of Megan Fox. If anyone has ever watched the old... Okay, so when they have... <laughs> okay, so several years ago, I think, what, 2013... No, I won't say 2013. 2014 or something like that is when the first Ninja Turtles came out. I think that's when the first Ninja Turtles came out. Uh, they had cast... <laughs> they have cast... Yeah, 2014 is when it first came out. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, They had cast Megan Fox as April O'Neil. And for those who follow this man on YouTube and Twitter and stuff, Andre Meadows, the black nerd, wit... Off went off about Megan Fox playing this character, and I agree that I was she would would have not been my first choice. And so there was a lot of kind not I don't want to say controversy, but there's been a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh things being said about the first movie, like how the turtles looked and. Megan Fox and Michael Bay and blah 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 blah. blah. People talking about childhood being ruined. Blah 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 blah. So when I and so when I went and saw the first one, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good movie. And I thought and I saw the mistakes for what it was. Whole thing about Shredder and some of the backstory about the Turtles and Splinter and I'm like, it kind of bugged me. Uh, but there was a lot. Will Goldberg being in the movie was like I don't get it. Because she's not, she's not even in the second one I think they just needed a big name That wasn't like Will Arnett <laughs> I mean Will Arnett's a, Will Arnett's big enough of a name Because I think they needed somebody else In the movie that would give you a reason To go see it outside of Megan Fox and Will Arnett and Michael Bay's Name on it and I think putting Whoopi as Her like boss I think helped Sort of like oh Whoopi Goldberg That's wow you got Whoopi to be in it Wow okay I haven't seen her in anything in a while so it was it was not the worst. Uh oh and what's his face in it? What's his name? Fickner or something like that. I can't ever name it. I think his name His first name is Michael? Is it Michael? I think it's Michael. Uh but William. William. I think it's William. William Fickner. Yeah, not Michael. I'm mixing people up. But, so, yeah, and I walked away going like, you know, I can see a good potential for this movie, and I think I might have said it, I don't know if I did a review for it, I can't remember, and I was like, yeah, I can see this being done well, I was like, if they make a sequel, there's some stuff they could fix. Well, when they did Out of the Shadows in 2016, they, I feel like they fixed some stuff. There's something about Out of the Shadows that feels more like, which version of ninja turtles what i want to say this one feels like 2012 yeah i want to say either i want to say either 2012 i say 2012 it's like they took the 2012 turtles in 2003 and took stuff from those and made this movie and 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 because they there's so much about it there was so much charm and stuff in this movie and i'm just gonna make it really uh, clear michelangelo Stole the show, 100%. He was, like, the the best part of Out of the Shadows. And I feel like every character, every version, I mean, every turtle fit their role. I didn't feel that in the first one. You kind of can tell a little bit, but I didn't feel that in the first one. And this one, this time around, you can feel it. You know, Leonardo was, being, was definitely being the uptight big brother like he was supposed to be and very concerned about his responsibility as not only as the as the older brother but as the leader of the team and he's always talking to splinter about it and so there's you know you have Michelangelo being Michael and like very he's the heart and very and all this and like just very funny his comedic timing they did in this one was very very good it was very good i appreciated it so much you know the you know Raphael being the bruiser and, and the tough guy and defiant like he's supposed to be, but then like you realize how you, in 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 the midst of all of that he still loves his brothers and and, and wants to protect the city and and stuff like that is still there. Donnie is just Donnie, uh, like super nerdy, uh. Very, very smart, but very—I mean, just very capable. But he's—he's he's, like he's like skinnier than all the, than the rest of them. Like, and I and I like that, that. that it's it fits that persona. I mean, they just did a really good job of making them stay in their lane about what characters they are. And you can be like, well, that's just a trope, or oh, that's cliche. Well, for these characters, they have to be because it's the turtles. There's they you they can't like what they're doing with the new one, Rise of the Turtles, and they're kind of breaking people out of the, they're making them change their lane like Raph being the leader and stuff like that it's, it's you know like i have never i haven't seen any of the episodes so i don't know if it's any good or not i just have an issue with it but in this but in the movie they've stuck to what they are as as characters and splinter being the he's still being like the hardcore like martial artist character but also he's the he's the the conscience and the teacher and the moral story or the and the morale and the morals of this of the movie still works. He has less screen time in this one, but it still works. Uh, <laughs> Rocksteady and Bebop were perfect. Let's be real; there, there, there was n- there. Even from the eighties move, eighties series, there is nothing serious about Rocksteady and Bebop, and I love that. And even, but in the movie, they did a good job making them still a little bit more of a threat, but less, but. But they were you can a hundred percent take them seriously. You, you still have to be careful because they were mutants and they're big and they're dangerous, but there's they are just, just they're just doing they're just silly. They're silly. And I felt like that was needed. And I felt that was funny because there was a moment in the movie where Shredder, who was uh played by I know the guy's name. I've seen him in something else and I forget where I've seen him in. Uh where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Shredder played by Brian T. Uh, he, which by the way, just to be clear, I'm very glad they they walked the they fixed Shredder. That's that's the big thing. They fixed Shredder. He's not in this giant robot armor. He's not this like weird, omnipotent like old man, hidden in the shadows. Don't know what kind of person he is. They actually put a face to him. They scarred him up a bit, a little bit. Kind of showed the battle worn part of him, but they 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 made him. shredder like he's still kind of scary he just appears and re- uh, i think i do feel like they kind of nerfed him a little bit like in the in the movie especially when he was dealing with the krang spoiler the krang is in the movie but we already knew that from the trailer but i still feel that he he's still a better shredder than the first movie i mean let's just that's just that's just a fact he's a better shredder than the first movie uh tyler Perry's baxter stockman was fantastical i thought he, he did a good job uh i i there there are certain moments in the movie I felt like he was like, he was putting it on a little strong, but I think that was just showing the craziness of Baxter stockman and i and I think that's why I let it go um yeah it's just these little moments he got a little nerd crazed and 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 I think that was like i but i think that's kind of giving you a setting the stage for how crazy his character is. About science and stuff like that, and I've and I think they're trying to set up to what his, what was gonna happen to him in the future. So I that's why I'm like okay with that. Uh, but back to Rocksteady and Bebop. Uh, Seamus played Rocksteady, and Gary Anthony Williams, for those who don't know, is a comedian, and he's been on shows on um, different shows. The one I remember him from the mo- the most uh, was Malcolm in the Middle. He played what you call it the the kid in the wheelchair's dad, and uh, I loved him in that. But they were perfect for Rock, and Bebop. I just, they were just, they were done very well. And I, I very, and because, you know why they made me think of? They made me, literally made me think of old 1980s Rock, and Bebop. And we never got them, in all honesty, we never got them on film. Because when, tur- when uh, Secret of the Ooze came out, we got, I don't know what, I forget their names. But they, they weren't, they were like, they're replacement models for Rocksteady Bebop, but they weren't Rocksteady and Bebop. It was like a a tortoise and a... Was it a wolf that they used? But it wasn't Rocksteady and Bebop. They, I mean, they didn't even use the names. I mean, I guess they couldn't at the time. I have no idea. But the fact that in Out of the Shadows, they brought in Rocksteady Bebop, and they proved to be a, a good enough challenge for the turtles because they were mutant as well. And I like the fact that they both, people, like, bum-rushed them. I mean, I think they did a really good job creating these characters uh brad garrett being the voice of krang was perfect like you can tell it's him but at certain points you're like i, I think that's brad garrett i think that's brad garrett and, and sure enough it was brad garrett and i think their idea about how the krang looked not only the Krang but his like the armor he wore looked really good the robot he was in looked really good uh i like the fact that they made krang just gross slimy like they said he looks like chewed bubble gum i mean i think it was very smart Nothing about him is is appealing. It's like, oh, you're gross, and I think that was perfect. Because even in the scene where he meets Shredder, and every time he touches Shredder, he puts slime on him. It was just gross. It was just gross. And he, it was just like, yeah, he he should be gross, and I liked it, and I think it was good, and I appreciated it. Um, Stephen Amell. For those who don't know who St- or Stephen or Stephen or Stephen Amell is, known in the CW a universe as Oliver Queen aka the Green Arrow. He plays Casey Jones in this movie. Um I don't okay, here. I don't hate the fact that they played they used him. I've not I'm not I wished he was more I wish he was more of the long-haired more vigilante version of Casey Jones like in the 80s movie and even in the two thousand and three Ninja Turtles, he was dark, and sinister looking, and I loved that about him. And it was like in not not movie the animated series, the two thousand three animated series. I loved that about Casey, and and, and and he he was always sinister when he put his mask on. I loved it. It was great. It was great. But I, I'm okay with how they did it. I here's my thing about it. here's my issue. I don't mind that they made him a cop and that he sees the corruption and blah 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 and it makes him go vigilante. I don't like how they did it. Like, <laughs> so there's a scene in the movie and you guys seen it in the trailer where they, they're pretty much transporting the shredder to a maximum security prison from the jail and Baxter Stockman and the foot pretty much uh ambushed uh, the convoy and rescue the Shredder and not only that not only is Shredder there but he's uh, uh, Roxanne and have been there so that explains how they get introduced in the movie which is perfectly fine I think it worked but uh, my problem was is that so in the movie the foot by the way I'm just making it clear too the foot in this one I liked so much better because there's just something about the way they did the foot in the first movie that didn't it it was too i i don't want to say terrorist but i want to say terrorist because they were like they were running around with their, like they were running around with rifles and automatic weapons and stuff like that it didn't fit their they're ninjas why are they not doing ninja things it didn't make sense to me and so when the when, when they introduced the foot in this one they were ninjas sure they were ninjas with more with a little more techie gear on them and stuff like that and they wore more like uh what's the word i want to use more military yeah i want to say more military like gear but they look like a military version of the foot they were you know with the 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 visors and the mask they wore and the body armor but they still had they still threw through they had their throwing knives they had their swords and, and they were still ninjas they still wore the 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 toad boots, were they called tabbies or something like that? They were still ninjas, and that's what I appreciated about them. They still, when you saw them, was oh, that's a foot. That's you know, you knew that. Not in the first movie, you're like, I think that's the foot, but the foot don't use guns. And that's and I think that's why I appreciated them more in this one, and and because they they were supposed to, they're the ninjas. They were supposed to be, and that's why I keep saying this movie. I feel like this movie fixed itself for them some of the mistakes they made in the first one and one of the mistakes one of the big mistakes they made was shredder and how they did the foot and like then the true villain of the movie should have been shredder or not what's his face um Fickner I didn't think he should have been the true villain it it was dumb to me it didn't it didn't fit the shredder you know what i mean but uh I, I was okay. I, I like the fact that they fixed that in this movie, and that's why I appreciated it. Uh, but back about C- uh, Casey Jones. So, in the there's this in the scene when they're transporting Shredder and Rocksteady and Bebop, Casey Jones is on the convoy, and there's like six like unmarked black SUVs. No, uh, not SUVs, but cars escorting them. And so when they get ambushed by the foot, they're on motorcycles and stuff. They put bombs in all the all the vehicles, blowed all the cars up, which is fine. And and the whole scene with the turtles showing up. By the way, the turtles having their own van, their, their turtle van is a giant garbage truck. Was fitting. I felt like that's smart. It's better than that dumb vehicle they had at the end of the first one. I was like, how are they gonna fit? <laughs> they're all like, <laughs> they're all big, and which makes sense because they're mutated turtles. But they're big. How are they gonna all fit in this small old car? So the fact that they went back to they went to the garbage truck. And I think it's because, I think that was them recognizing that that made more sense because in the 2012 animated series, Donnie made the van, turtle van, out of a garbage truck in the animated series. So I feel like they saw that and I'm like, you know what? That makes more sense. And it does make more sense. And I appreciate the fact that they did that. It was better. It was smarter. It looked good. And the fact that they was firing out manhole covers, it was just nice little, it's the things like that. It's the little things like that that made it better. So but in the whole scene, at the end of it all, Shredder gets away, uh so does Stadium Bebop and uh the Chief of Police is now involved in the investigation and is pretty much just like just taking names and just, you know, she's mad because this was this was pub- at the at this moment this Shredder was public enemy number one and then two other really known known criminals escape on the watch of Casey Jones and, and his other, like, police officer. And so my, her reaction, and, like, I think the captain's reaction was by benching Jones, didn't bother me. The fact that they see, when he tried, when he, and and in the scene, when she talks to him, he explains things that seem very fantastical, like this giant, like, garbage truck was shooting manhole covers at these ninjas who are jumping on the the transport truck here's my thing if she doesn't want to believe the manhole cover shooting garbage truck that's fine even though i'm pretty sure there are manhole covers all over that uh, that crime scene because they shot several of them in that scene fine if she doesn't want to buy that that's fine but my thing was too is that when he was like we were ambushed by ninjas there was proof they were ambushed There are six cars that blew up on the freeway that were escorting the truck and and that were destroyed by the foot. There were several like motorcycles that were destroyed by by the turtles. A couple of like well those what are the weird three wheel things? I forget what they're called. They're, they're, they're they they were driving around. A couple like one of them was like I think one or two of them were destroyed by the turtles. Raphael took out several of the foot himself. So, there's at least evidence on the freeway, even if the foot grabbed their own people and got out, there was still evidence of damaged vehicles all over that scene, from the motorcycles to the cars, so there was proof that they were ambushed, even if she didn't believe even if she even if the chief of police didn't believe that it was the foot clan or it was ninjas, but which by the way, the foot existed in the movie. they admitted that 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 whole scene in the movie where they were talking about the shredder. And the foot, so they know the foot exists, and they know that the shredder is public enemy number one, and that's why they did that. They were that convoy was at a, at night, where nobody, when there was no traffic, that they knew. So the possibility that the foot clan would go after Shredder and rescue them is a high probability. So for her to not believe that a bunch of ninjas on motorcycles attacked the truck makes me very mad. And the fact that there's evidence of the, an ambush by like six exploded vehicles, and we and the injured or dead people that were driving those vehicles, by the way, because I'm pretty sure those guys had like at guards in there and, and weapons, and they're all either dead or injured, seriously injured, because those cars exploded and flipped. So, and a couple of them got hit by a, by the truck. So there's at least evidence of an ambush and she act like it was so hard to believe that their truck got ambushed, an armored vehicle got ambushed by ninjas who were coming after the shredder, who is the leader of the Foot Clan. So that's what pissed me off. I was like, Are you serious? Are you really are you really gonna act like it's impossible? After everything you've been through from the previous movie, you find it impossible to believe that they were that the ninjas would ambush Casey Jones and the officer he's with and the convoy to rescue shredder. I'm like, all right, whatever. I know they're looking for an excuse to suspend Casey Jones, but to to act like his story was beyond like believing. Like it was impossible to believe made me mad. Because they 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 there is proof of the giant robot shredder cuz they showed it in in like a picture on in the movie so they acknowledge there was a giant robot you know giant armored shredder the the i mean it's just it's like i don't i it's like if you want to f- suspend him because he failed at his job that's perfectly fine if you want to set him on put him on a path of vigilanteism by suspending him from being a cop or from, or even preventing him from being a detective that is perfectly fine but to make them act like what he said as an eyewitness to the situation was beyond belief, especially after what happened in the first movie and the possibilities that, uh, and the fact that they know who the Shredder is and the fact of the evidence that was left on the freeway after the rescue makes me mad. And I felt that was lazy writing. That was lazy writing. That was one of my biggest hangups right there. I was like, it didn't, it didn't ruin the movie, Look, it, here's the thing. It didn't ruin the movie. I just felt like if you're going, if you need to, a way to introduce Casey Jones into into the thick of it, there's a better way that could have done that. You could have kept him as a cop. You could have just simply just suspended him. Hey, man, you let him get away. Blah 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 blah. He was like, he's like our number one blah blah, blah priority, and your job was this and this and that. And you didn't do it. You're you're down for a couple of days, Jones. You 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 know we you know and she when and she said this one thing that I would have been okay with. She goes, "I am not going to have the man who lost our uh, well, uh, most in you know the most dangerous man at the, uh, in the world on a case to find him." She's like, "I'm not going to allow that." That's perfect reason for her to not have a And the fact that her his captain suspended him for like 2 or 3 days. He was and he's like, well, "You know, you're down for like 2 or 3 days without pay," which I don't know why you assist not his I mean, suspending us from but without pay, that's not his fault. They got jumped by ninjas. But anyways, I just, I think there was a better way they could have brought in Casey Jones and put him on the path than this dumb reaction that she had. And I have nothing wrong with Laura Linney being in the movie. I just felt like like that setup to where she dealt with Casey Jones was dumb. Uh, the other other thing I had issues with is, okay, here's the thing. Will Arnett, I love you, Will Arnett. I think you're a funny guy. Uh, you're the best, like, Lego Batman there is. And yes, we'll acknowledge you as being a Batman because you are a Lego Batman. And your movie's great, and I can't wait for, what is it, Lego Movie 2 is going to be a thing, so we're going to get Lego Batman again, so we appreciate that. I just feel like Vern, I know Vern is supposed to be, see Vern in the animated series, like we're talking about like 80s, was just kind of like, he was a slime ball. I mean, not that he wasn't kind of slimy in this one, but it's Will Arnett, so all, all Will Arnett could do was play Will Arnett, and I can't fault him for that because his version of Vern is pretty dang good (laughs) I'll just be real. I just feel like there's it's just like they there's a scene uh in the movie. So for guys who don't know, he took the there's a deal with him and the turtles because the whole thing about the turtles, the whole the whole thing about the movie and about the turtles is the fact you know, that's why it's called Out of the Shadows, is the fact that they have to be they have to hide themselves because they're literally like seven feet tall mutated turtles and the world's not ready to deal with seven foot tall mutated ninja turtles you know so you know it's a it makes sense and and part of the story is about them dealing with the fact that the world doesn't accept them and they have this possibility to be human because the mutagen that they received from the crane that was used to turn Rocksteady and Bebop into Rock City and Bebop, uh, also has the properties to turn them human. And so you have this identity challenge with them about, you know, should we do this in order to be accepted by society? Because they you know, there's certain scenes where they're like, they go to help April with this investigation and she's like, No, man, it's the middle of the day, you can't you can't come out. It's not gonna work. And so it kind of bummed them out about that. There's a scene, there's a couple, there's a couple of scenes about that. that They're dealing with that, that they hate the fact that like they saved the city and yet they stop to hide from people and and it hurts Michelangelo's feelings and also this this, this possibility of being human became a, a, a subject of contention between the turtles, specifically like Leo and Raph, you know, and Leo's like, we are turtles, this is who we are. We should not change who we are just to be accepted. And Raffles like, "No, man, this is how. No, th- we have a chance to be accepted by society. And you just made it. and the whole thing too is about you just made a decision for all of us. when it's all you know, and it's like you who, who do you have a right and 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 so and in the movie itself, it 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 ends up being about you know, also about accepting not only your identity as of who you are, but people like Leo, Leo, who's having issues not only being the big brother but leader, accepting his brothers for their 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 personalities and their very specific strengths, because they all have very specific strengths, and 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 he was like, you can't, and he had to realize that you can't make them into you. You, in order for them to be accepted, you have to accept them for who they are as individuals and use their strengths to make the team better. And so that was a, that's a that's that was an ongoing thing, it, you know, it it and, it and it was dealt with, and I thought it was dealt with very well. Especially, you know, you know, for you know, brothers and you know, siblings and stuff like that, I appreciate because I'm as an older brother, I appreciate that whole part of that movie. But um, and so the deal they made with Vern was that you'll take the credit for saving the city and taking on Shredder in order for us to have to be safe. And so that's why he ends up becoming super famous. And they do they this whole there's this whole bit about his character being Vernon the Falcon Finwit. Fenwick, and it is just like I it feel it's very well Arnett. I feel like he put it in and they didn't, and it's just like and it's one of those things where I'm like, it and I and I swear to God they drive it is is Falcon thing into the wall so hard, and I'm like this bit is old, and 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 there's a scene that he's okay. There's a couple of scenes, <laughs> okay. There's a couple of scenes where they infiltrate this facility that Baxter Starkman. Oh, I think it's his like facility. This man does experimental stuff, and he works for the Shredder and for the Foot. Why is it so easy for these people to walk into this dang building? Like, there's this whole scene where he, the Shredder takes Baxter, uh, takes uh, Roxanne and Beba, breaks into Baxter Stockman's building, and he gives them the munich, and He gets from the crank, and he turns them into the Rhino and the Warthog that they are that we know from the animated series somehow which by the way they don't explain april o'neill gets into this facility and so and she works with. i mean they how she gets in to steal the mutagen i don't i don't care about that that doesn't bother me and it, it makes a little sense it makes sense how the scene works out what bothers me is how she got in in the first place there's no way and the same thing with Vern. there's later in the series later in the series in the movie They need him to grab evidence to help exonerate Casey Jones and April O'Neil because they are arrested and they're blamed for stealing, for breaking into Stockman's lab and stealing stuff. So he goes in to get this footage and he walks up to the security guy and he's like, I'm the Falcon. And people lose, and this guy loses his crap and leaves the scene so Vern can go in there and steal this footage. Here's my problem. This This should be a high security building. That has experimental equipment. And. And. Baxter Stockman works for the foot. So why is there not higher security. And it's just like. And this whole Falcon bit pissed me off. It was like stop burning. Stop using this bit. It's so bad. Because they did it. They used the same bit again. An earlier scene. To get Casey and April to. Break into the police department because Raphael and Mikey uh decided to break into the police department to steal the immunogen because it was in evidence, and so they use Casey Jones, April, and Vern to do it. And the, Vern walks in, and is like, "I'm the Falcon," and like, everyone's like, "Oh my God, you got the key to the city, you're famous, you're a celebrity," and they use that as an opportunity to infiltrate. And I'm like, God, it's so bad. i To the, I guess in that scene, it's kind of okay, but it's still a police department. You mean only there's like only three cops? like at the front door with the metal detector and stuff and no one else can stop these two. I mean, it was just, it the bit was overdone and like this, it just, and it just, I don't know. I just feel like there's better ways they could have used Will Arnett or Vern. I know Vern is, his meant to be comic relief between him and Mikey. They're supposed to be comic relief, but the funny part about it is even Mikey was making fun of Vern. So, you know, and it was funny. So it just, it just, ugh, I just feel like, and, and I know, Vern is not supposed to be the most serious of characters, and he did prove to be useful in both movies. I don't know. I just feel like, and there, oh, there's a scene where he should have died. So it, 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 when it came to Casey's car being smashed, and it, it, like, and Vern was in the back seat, and somehow he walked out okay. I was like, wow, okay, whatever, dude. I don't know. Oh, I just feel, I just, I, and I always think it's funny when regular normal people fight ninjas and somehow win. I don't know, I don't know how that worked. I don't know how that works. So, yeah, I hate. I just when you go like that, shouldn't work. And so, like, there's a, there's a whole part with uh, Casey and April fighting Karai. For that, for those who don't know who Karai is, without getting deep, deep, deep into lore, Karai is the is second in command of the Foot Clan and second to Shredder. And the uh, deeper lore she is the daughter of Splinter Uh, especially based off the uh, I think I want to say based off the 2003 and the 2012 animated series she's the daughter of of Splinter because Splinter in the animated series was a person before he became a rat and so before he was mutated into a rat and so in those series Karai is actually related to Splinter, that's his daughter, who he thought was dead. So, but still, nevertheless, Karai is second in command of the Foot Clan. She is a ninja, and somehow April was able to get the drop on her and hit her in the head with a a laptop and knock her out. I'm like, really? Really? I know, here's the thing, I know they're going to have to win anyways because it's a movie, and they have to win in order to save the day. I just wish the fight was a little more intense and a little more you could be losing your, the, the potential for them to lose should have been higher. And they just they And it worked out that they won and it didn't do like, it was just like she, the Karai kicked him around a little bit and she was distracted just enough for April to hit her with an aces laptop. And apparently that's pure. Apparently April had enough torque to knock out the second in command of the foot clan. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone at that. I'm just leave it alone. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it alone now. But that was my... I just have... That's an issue. I'm going to leave it alone. Krang was perfect. The fact that they brought in the Techno Drone and it looked like the Techno Drone was so smart. It was so good. And the fight with... And the fight with... I feel like the fight with Krang with the four of them was better than the fight with Shredder in the first movie. The teamwork was better. Uh, like I say, they utilized everybody's like assets more. And they like... Because the whole shtick about them being a team... Should have just carried through, but you know, it's they there always has to be that conflict between Leo and raf it just has to happen. And uh, but I feel like, but Crane Crane was just perfect, the Techno drone was perfect. Uh, I wish they make a third movie and just and and just finish it because. At this point, Shredder was double-crossed, which we kind of figured it... But actually, I thought Shredder was going to double-cross Crane because I think he did in one of the series. And, but Crane captures him and puts him in the Technodrone for his own personal use. So I'm hoping that we may potentially get su- uh, a Super Shredder. if Assuming we get a third movie, and I personally think we should get a third movie. Um, I will give... Credit or credits due to Megan Fox actually trying to play a character right. She wasn't trying to be, I'm sexy, I'm sexy, I'm sexy Megan Fox being sexy in a movie that has nothing to do with me being sexy, but I'm going to be sexy because for the sake of being sexy. Granted, there was a scene at the beginning of the movie where she, she was undercover and she became undercover as like a fangirl. And... And they had a whole scene about it. They put music to it. They slow-moed it and stuff. I get it. It's Megan Fox. She's hot. I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it. But for the most part, after that, she, I could tell she tried really hard to play April O'Neil, like April O'Neil, who was an investigative reporter. And they did, I think they did a good job. I think her relationship with her, her and Donnie was really, done really well. And and her, the fact that like she's talked to him, she did do this investigation, and she's like, well, asked him. Like, she asked all the all the right questions and did all the right things outside of infiltrating a very it should be a high security facility, uh, owned by a famous scientist. But and and able to defeat the second in command of the Foot Clan with a laptop. But anyways, the point I'm going to make. Other than that, I think April O'Neil done was done very well in this one, and I I have to give Mega Fox. Megan Fox credit for actually trying to be take her job a little more seriously. <laughs> I'm just saying she wasn't bad in the first one. I'm just gonna say she wasn't bad in the first one, and I like the fact they weren't trying, they weren't doing she's sexy Megan Fox in a movie that has nothing to do with her about her being sexy. So, and, but and I like the fact that they went back to the old school Ninja Turtle theme at the end of the movie for credits and stuff. So, so I feel like they they tried really 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 hard. To go back to what the Ninja Turtles used to be They went back to formula in the, For lack of a better term you know, No pun intended with the whole thing With the mutagen and stuff But they, I felt like they literally went back to formula And was like what made the Turtles great Oh that's right this Let's go back to that And it worked for this movie And it really 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 worked And that's why I'm hoping They do a third movie And just finish the story out Just finish it You got Rise of the Ninja Turtles out right now, and those characters look just like the characters from the movie, so they're already promoting your style of these movies already in this new animated film that's out, or animated show that's out. I I think it just came out either last month or beginning of this. I still haven't seen it, so I can't even tell you if I like it or not. But I really, really hope they do make a third movie, fine-tune it a little more, and finish the story. I think the story needs to be finished because Roxanne and Bebop are still out there. The Shredder's still out there. Uh, as far as we know, Karai's not arrested. You know, the Foot still out there. The Krang is still a threat. Casey Jones now is officially part of the team. I think Casey Jones needs to be replaced. I not, I don't hate Steven Amell as Casey. I think, and if they bring him back, his hair needs to be long. I, we need long-haired Casey Jones, not not when not Oliver Queen Casey Jones. I you could tell they tried to get him to play more of a less serious Oliver Queen, to play Casey Jones because he, the some of commentary and the and the liners and stuff like that. I like I said I don't I didn't hate him as Casey. I just I, he was not the Casey Jones I wanted, and I wanted him to be more more '80s Casey Jones. Maybe I should just stick to watching '80s Casey Jones if I want '80s Casey Jones, but. Like I said, I, I, I think this movie deserves a third, and I wanted to transcend the epidemic of the threequels and just finish out this story. Because I I thought it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I laughed so much because of Mikey. Mikey was such a good... They just did him so well, and I liked the, the, the relationship between the brothers. They did it better than the first one. It was so much better. They, they I, That's what I mean, and, and I think that's one of the things you've got to remember, too. It it the story is about them, and the fact that and and they and how they all, despite their their quirks and idiosyncrasies, still fit together like a puzzle piece uh, as a team, even though they they're all flawed, for you know. But they all have very very specific strengths that make them work, and I'm glad they focus more on that in this one than they did the first one. They 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 messed with it. You could tell they messed with it a little bit, but they did not, not like they did with this one. And I I like I like their relationship so much better in this movie. Like all of them. Like their, her relationship with turtles was better. Their relationship with each other. Like Leo's relationship with Splinter was father son like like potential that like fantastical that I love about Leo and Splinter. Um even the little bit like even the little bit I, I wished I I just feel like Casey Jones and April should have fought a little more cuz they butt heads a little bit at the beginning but I feel like they should have fought just a little bit more before they got too chummy with each other I feel I feel like the chummy happened too soon granted when they're arrested and in an interrogation room it gave them a chance to be the connect which is usually in those situations that's usually how it happens they're in a dire situation and it allows them to connect in some way so I will overlook it because they do have to kind of like vibe because it's the, they are a love story in a sense. But I feel like if they do a third one, and I want them to do a third one, come on Michael Bay, finish off the it's your money. Finish it finish it off. Finish off the series with a third one and you know and do more. Connect them more with with their, you know, Casey Jones and April O'Neil's relationship. I don't know why I'm saying them both their whole names, but I am. Uh, and, uh, show the relationship between the police and the turtles because now they have, like, a, a, like, almost like Batman, like, Adam West Batman relationship where they call him, hey, look, like, we, this, this is going down, we need, and it's bigger than us, we need your help kind of situation. I, I want to see that being worked on more. I want to see the inter- I want to see the return of the Krang, and uh, I want to see Super Shredder because I want them. I want because in the, in the 2012 animated series, the mutagen came from Krang, and they focused on a lot in the animated series where they mutated the city, and and so part of this, the season they focused on was curing a lot of the people who who were mutated from the Krang's mutagen. And so I want to see them experiment on Shredder and him come back as Super Shredder. And I think it'd be great and be like under the control of the Krang as when they take over the try to take over once again go to take over the world and make that be the focal story. And you can and use that as an opportunity to introduce like Leatherback or something like that or uh what's one of their other like allies. I can't think of all their allies right now. No, Leatherback would work. Introduce Leatherback or what's what's the giant turtle? Spike. Spike from the 2012 series. I like Spike, but uh but I think Leatherback would be perfect. You know, just give him give him a couple more allies and um br- bring back Baxter Stockman and bring him back in fly form or something like that or have him get mutated by the Krang in fly form or something. Just let's it's just. I, there's a way to do this to make it work, and to finish off the story, and I hope they do that. And and because it was like two years ago they did, it was like a two-year window between both movies, and I so I feel like in the next year or so, at least by 2020, we should get a third movie and it should get finished. So that's my take on. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. I, I honestly, I like I said, I like this movie. I think you should watch it. You will feel more of the cartoon series. It doesn't matter whether it's the 80s one. It's TMNT, Out of the Shadows, is literally a combination of 80s, 2003, and 2012. It really is. It's like they, they literally took all the strengths of all the things that everyone loved from all three of those series and put it in this movie. I really do feel it. I honestly feel it and i and and that's why I like this movie a lot i literally i was like all right i like I like this I like this I like this better than the first one and uh and I like the first one a lot, but I like this one better so i i want them to i want them to like I said I want them to finish it off and make it bet and make it send it off in a blaze of glory and fire and 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 uh so they can work on it again in the next five to ten years with a reboot. 'Cause I that's what's gonna happen anyways, they're gonna reboot it anyways in the next like five years or so. If they don't if they're not gonna reboot it already. But I'm like I said judging by the new animated series that's out right now and the fact that they look just like the movie versions tells me we have one more movie coming out. We at least have one more. And I'm okay with that. As if if they do if they do what they did in this movie in the third one, I'm in. I will go see it in theaters, and I will do a review on my YouTube channel. I <laughs> will do it. So, all right, guys, this is my this is my official first episode of Real Talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Tell me what you guys think. Tell me if you like the movie. Tell me if you didn't. Let me know, and let me know if you want more Real Talk. Oh, like what movies you want me to do Real Talk stuff about? I think right now, my next my next movie. I'm gonna take I, I I'm not gonna tell you You know what No you're gonna have to find out You're gonna have to find out When I watch it And I do review on it And I might be The way this is going lately With these uh, podcast episodes And the recording I might be doing a bunch a week I thought I was just gonna do Like every Friday But it looks like Between Dark and Reads Real Talk Is it worse than Catwoman I might be doing an episode, Several episodes a week Like at least three Three or four Probably five <laughs> I don't know yet, I don't know how good this will turn out, so i'm i will I will let you know once I finish once I start doing the other projects to this podcast, these other segments I'm adding to the podcast show look at me i'm doing I'm doing all different types of things with this podcast. look at me, I'm growing up, I'm getting all grown and and saving China I don't know man look look at me uh, but uh so let me know what you think about real talk, you know, like I said, real talk can be serious conversation. I know I'm definitely am going to be tackling a lot of movies I haven't seen and 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 spoiling them. That's why it's going to be real. It's going to get real. But if you want subjects that you, if you want to ask me very very specific questions, as long as you're not too personal or too crazy or you know I'm very I'm a very neutral person about very certain subjects. But uh, if you want to ask me stuff or you want me to have a conversation about something real and have a real talk about something specific, I will do that. But you have to hit me up on my Twitter account. Like I said, it's either you can look me up on House of Darkness or at Valtian, which is V-A-T-I-A-A-N, or hit me up at House of Darkner on Facebook, House of Darkness at Gmail, or just send me a message through Anchor. I think you can still do that. But uh, or even hit me up on my House of Darkness page on my YouTube channel. You just hit, send me a message there. I, I I have the most recent episode I have on there is probably. Either Jive stuff or my Ant-Man and the Wasp review. Either way, this is the House of Darkner with the very first episode of Real Talk. Thank you for listening. And I like I said, there's going to be a lot more coming through the week. And so not only just Jive Talk, but like I said, all these other things I want to do for the podcast. And if you guys are for it, if you guys are ready, if you're going to stick with me with this, I'm going to be putting as much content as I can on this bad boy. So you will never get bored and you'll, never, and you'll probably get tired of hearing my voice. So maybe I'll start doing – I'll bring in more guests. I need, I need more – I need, once I get more equipment to where I can still record with multiple people and stuff like that, we'll, we'll, we're going to make it bigger. We're bigger and better. That's what House of Darkness podcast is about, making it bigger and better so we can do more Jive Talk, more other things. So let's get to it, all right? All right, once again, thank you for listening. House of Darkness, real talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows go watch that movie it's it's worth it it's worth it i promise it's worth it just 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 watch it just do it please for your sake